Next on BYU Sports Nation, making a difference in year number one. Which BYU football newcomer will have the biggest impact in 2015? Former NFL and BYU linebacker David Nixon makes his pick for the welcome addition to Cougar football. Plus, Tyler Haas sets a new record in his NBA workout. Brian Logan officially joins the elite debate. And two Cougars into a championship. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. I'll never come whack on an old school track. BYU Sports Nation live and radio vision presented by the BYU Store. Your home for authentic BYU products. Friday, May 29th, this is how we do it. Wherever and however you're dialed in, welcome. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up for the third time, or fourth time this week, Brian. Is it fourth? Fourth Fourth time this week. With Yo! MTV Raps analyst, Brian Logan. What it do. (laughs) (laughs) That's the the new album. What What it it do. do. What it do. Uh, Translation, how's everybody going? How are you doing today? Yeah, you make it sound a lot How's better. How's it going? Than, yeah, I yeah, I can't do that stuff. <laughs> I got the most exciting package in the mail yesterday in the recent past. Okay, so when I was a ten year old kid, I was in love with uh, football games on my Nintendo. Okay, and I just bought Super Tech Mobile again. Okay, in my opinion, the transcendent football game of all video games in our time. I mean. I feel I feel like I'm ten again. What about the original like Madden, the first couple Maddens that came out? See, here's the thing. Yeah, Madden '93 or whatever yeah, it was, it was like '93 that, on Super Nintendo. Yeah, like that. That was a good game. But what about like on Sega? Did it come out on Sega? It came out with Super Nintendo and Sega. It was okay. all released at the same okay. time. But Tecmo Bowl set the precedent, man. Hmm. Was that too? Was that too early for you? I think it might have been, man, because I, you know, '93. I was born in '88, so. I probably didn't even know how it to It came out in 91, so you would have been three. Yeah, I wasn't. Nope, I wasn't there Brian, yet. Brian, I need to indoctrinate you. Yeah, you got to help me out, man. I'm Into still the waiting greatness for the greatness of Tecmo Super Bowl. Well, you know, when I get that invite to your house one day, then, you know, the official invite, then you can, I can play. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag you still waiting. Invite. The op- it's an open door invitation, Brian. I'm not just going to knock at your house, knock on the, show up at your house, knock on the door. Well, you, have, you can do that. You not be there. You can do that. That's. I, I feel like our, our bond through debate and through tears and pain this week, we have grown closer. And That's so right. it is an open door invitation for you. Okay. It's going to be there. <laughs> we're going to hit new levels today. That, that I guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> we have another open door invitation for all of you in the form of our Twitter question. Brian, give it to the people. Which newcomer will have the biggest impact of the 2015 BYU football season? Our conversation, as you can tell, is alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN to answer the Twitter question. First tweet in from at Cougar underscore Nate. Not sure. It could be any number of guys, but Dion Lake has me the most excited. Mm, Great minds think alike. Mm, But is he your guy, Brian? Save it. Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What else are we talking about today? First of all, congratulations to Jason Witt and Spencer Gardner of BYU Track and Field for advancing to the NCAA championships in the 10,000 meters. 
When I read that, I thought, hey, Brian, you still need to run your 20 miles that you guaranteed on this program. I, you know, I keep forgetting that, and then I keep remembering and then forgetting, and then I realize I have no desire because of all of my injuries. But let's uh, move on to something more important. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Tyler Hawes and what he did and running. Uh, with the Phoenix Suns. Okay. Uh, so he broke the Suns' draft workout three-minute run record by completing 28 and three-fourth court lengths. The previous record was 28 and a fourth. In three minutes, he in ran th- the court, the length of the court, 28 and three I quarters I can't even time. imagine. Can you imagine? I want to know if he touched the line. How many BYU players can do that? Because that's, that's what they do. They run constantly. The go-fast, go-hard basketball offense. <laughs> right. Unbelievable. So, attaboy, Tyler. And from what I heard hearsay, the workout – Besides breaking a run record, mm-hmm. uh, was was pretty good for Tyler. So uh, good for him. We wish him the best luck as he pushes on. He's got a number of workouts lined up. How about some professional golf? Two former Cougars playing in the AT&T Byron Nelson second round today. Zach Blair tied for 33rd at one under par as he opens his second round. Mike Weir won over. He tees off at 1230. The projected cut is even par. So both of those guys right around there hovering around the cut line. We'll see what happens. In the minor leagues of baseball, Adam Miller pat, uh, picked up a save for the double-A Mobile Bay Bears. Mobile uh, Bay Bears. Mobile Bay Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I love minor league baseball names. Uh, beating former teammate Jacob Hannerman and the Tennessee Smokies. The Bay Bears over the Smokies. Smokies. Good way to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Impact Newcomers. You may have heard BYU football made another national splash in their recruiting recently with the signing of the New Zealand rugby star Manasse Tuungafasi. The 6'7", 322-pound phenom, dom- he, I mean, he decommitted at the last minute. He told us this in an interview, so decommitted at the last minute from a Pac-12 school yep. and chose BYU, becoming the latest athlete with no previous formal football training to jump to college football. Oh, he's created some understandable buzz. I, for one, cannot wait to see him put on pads for the first time in fall camp. I want to see him. I want to see a video of him just trying to put his pads on. That's what I want to see. <laughs> you saw it with Ziggy, didn't you? Where is it? I actually missed that, so I want to see. Okay, this one. where does this one thing go? Yeah, and there's it's. If you haven't put them on before, <laughs> it's a process. It okay. Is. My question, Brian, is with Manasse and the buzz that he's created. How much of an impact can a guy like that? really make in year number one what can you really realistically expect from him Mm, not too much man not too much at all only because he still has to learn the game of football you know um and then so so a lot of high school kids struggle uh to make an impact uh to, to just get acclimated with College football, the speed of the game, plus the X's and O's. And they've right? got football background. And they, yeah, they have football background. So he has to first and foremost learn the game. And then once he gets that down, he then has to learn the plays. So, I mean, th- those are two huge things. Or just learning the playbook is, is huge within itself. So okay. I, it's going to definitely take some time uh, to get him up to speed. So, who? I mean, I, I don't know that he'll see the field in 2015 in right. actual game time. Who knows? I mean, that's up to Garrett 2J and the progress that he makes there. But there are a number of newcomers oh, yes. that we are expecting big things from. And that takes us back to the Twitter question. Which newcomer will have the biggest impact on the 2015 BYU football season? Now, for Brian and I, we made some ground rules this morning to kind of uh, – 
organize the pool we can pick from. Most importantly, our choice for the impact newcomer has to be somebody that was not on the BYU football roster last year. Yeah. So that you, considered, so Brian. So you can choose a return missionary. Yes, not on the roster last year. But if somebody redshirted, like a Michael Shelton, Nick Kurtz, you, we, we didn't choose them uh, because they were still on the roster, even though they, they redshirted, even though they didn't play. But for all of you, it's open to, to anybody. You don't have this rule. Nope. Brian and I just decided to do this. Okay? So that considered, Brian, with our rules in play, who's your guy? Uh, Eric Takanaka. Eric Takanaka. Eric Takanaka. Uh, first and foremost, he's coming from a junior college, man. It's I gotta so give my JC Bros some love, but um, I mean, when you look at the position, he's gonna come in and play cap. He probably could play play free too. Uh, just really, just depends on. Uh, the coaching staff and, and what they're wanting to do with him. Uh, but he finished uh, second nationally with eight interceptions. Um, he finished 55, uh, second on the team with 55 tackles, a kid who's extremely, extremely athletic. And I think he's going to make the biggest impact be, uh, out of all the newcomers because he already uh, has played at the next level than most of these high school kids coming off of that yellow well, bus. Well, you, you made the jump. How much of a jump is it from JUCO to Division One? It's not that big of a jump. It, there's, there's some small things that, uh, that, 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 you can, that you have to overcome, but they happen really fast. Unlike coming from, uh, from high school, uh, it could take maybe a year. Uh, and so he already has that advantage. He's played at the highest level, one of the highest levels in, in Snow College. Uh, they finished eighth nationally. Uh, and, and on top of it all, he already has a mini fall camp under his belt in spring ball. So he's, he already knows the system, the, the plays. I mean, he should make the biggest impact for next year. Now, I like Eric Takanaka, and he's somebody that Bronco Mendenhall has mentioned by name on this show as a guy he, he's expecting big things from. Here's Bronco back on April 3rd. Eric Takanaka right now is holding down the other spot as a brand new junior college player. Uh, Mike Davis might be called on to be uh, a starter at corner now, which he was at times last year. And Micah Hanneman is a starter at the other corner right off a of mission. So there really is the potential of three, um, well, two parts, part-time starters from a year ago and two new starters. Bronco Mendenhall about a month and a half ago tells us some of the impact performers he is anticipating for 2015. Now, he brought up a guy that was... My second pick. Yep. Okay, I was really close to going with him. He's my second pick. And it's another guy in the secondary, Micah Hanneman. You should have went with him, actually. Coming off of a mission, okay, and we're going to ask David Nixon, by the way, in about 10 minutes what his pick is for the mm-hmm. impact performer as well. But Micah Hanneman is a really athletic player with great bloodlines. I mean, his sister Heather was a great volleyball player. His mm-hmm. brother Jacob made the number two play in SportsCenter's top ten with that catch in double-A baseball. Yeah, he comes from an outstanding family. He is fast. He's twitchy. <laughs> Still a word from Utah State head coach Matt Wells. Okay, and he has great lateral movement. And right now he's the number one projected guy as the starting corner in the boundary position. You make him sound so good, but you didn't pick him as your number one. But... We're talking impact, and I, and I went a little off the radar here just because this position for BYU football in the last five years has been vital. It has been a weapon for the Cougars, and it is, well, to intro my guy, I'm going to bring back Coach Kelly Papinga. Here we go. I can't say who it's going to be, but let's just say Cougar. It's a newcomer. It will be a newcomer, and I think Cougar fans are going to be f- just fired up when they find out who it is. Hey, so he didn't even really answer <laughs> no, it. No, no, because he can't, because it's not official, but really it is official. Johnny Linehan, the BYU rugby national champion who is going to be the BYU football punter. Johnny football. 
Uh, yes, I'm picking a punter as my most impactful newcomer because Riley Stevenson in 2012, Brian, mm-hmm. was one of the best weapons that BYU football had, seriously, as the punter. He was a second-team All-American. Yep. Pinning teams back inside the five-yard line. 60 to 70-yard punts on a consistent basis. I mean, yep. the dude was a beast Yep. with his foot, okay? Your friend, your guy, Scott Arlano. He's mm-hmm. got a... He, re- he reeled off an 81-yard punt last year. How many clutch punts did that guy have when BYU needed it the most? Many, many. There's a couple games he he definitely played a huge hand in when it comes – or a foot, you'd say. It is a game winning. of field position. College football field position is vital. Well, you see, you see, that's why my guy, Eric Takanaka – is is going to have even more of an impact. I mean, we talked about what he does at the safety position, but we haven't even got to what he does um, on, on the special teams in the return game. And that brings us to the stat of the day. Oh, snap. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Brian Logan taking the reins. 44.1. Eric Takanaka led the nation in kickoff return average with 44.1 yards per return at the junior college level in 2014, my friend. So not only do you get a guy who can return uh, or can can get interceptions, get turnovers, but he can also return the ball for you. So when you look at his his uh, his eight interceptions, uh, he averaged 30 yards uh, in the returning in each of those interceptions. So that's like a guy like Deion Sanders. He's flipping the field for you. He's turning the ball over. He's giving you an opportunity, right, uh, for your offense to get back on the field. And then he's flipping the field position. So if, you, if he gets an interception at the 20-yard line, he's bringing that to the 50. Well, thank you, Taysom. If I was Taysom, thank you, Eric. I only have 50 yards to go. I appreciate that. So, I mean, this kid is extremely athletic. Uh, and when you look at what he did at Snow had 21 yards uh, running the ball, and he had six uh, six catches for 56 yards. Athleticism, man. The best the best athletes pe- uh, play DB. This okay. is proof right here. I like I like your choice of Eric Takanaka. He's in a position where he can make an immediate impact because guess who the leading tackler last year was for BYU? A safety. Yep. It was Sky Pove. Yep. Okay, and before that, Daniel Sorensen. Yep. Was a major player. So this is a really vital position. Eric Takanaka is a good choice because of what is expected out of him. And they expect a lot. He's a great choice. Over over Johnny, yeah. So I kind of win. Now it's a different it's a different thing though. Johnny, he can change the game with one play. He can change the game with one play. Eric can too. He can, but it's Eric can too. One of those eight uh, interceptions he returned. Four touchdown, a hundred yards, one hundred yards. Hey, the team is about to score. Throws the ball up on the one yard line. Interception. I'm not, dis- takes I'm not it disagreeing with you. That's I'm not one disagreeing play, my with friend. The impact that Eric Takanaka can make. One play. I just feel like because the pressure that the punter feels and has to deal with, and to make a play in that situation, you can really impact things. You're going to punt multiple times a game. You are. On average, okay? What can Johnny do? Well, especially when you got Eric back there making plays. (laughs) Three and outs, left and right. The punter is a weapon for BYU. Bronco Mendenhall has has said that specifically, and I agree 100%. That's good stuff. I mean, you bring bring some good stuff to the table with Eric. I don't know if he's going to compete in the return game. Who knows? Oh, he he did in spring. Okay. 
So we'll have to ask Kelly Papinga about and, that more you know, in fall camp. We should have got a bite from Coach Mendenhall because he did speak highly. He spoke highly of Eric in the return game as well. Which newcomer will have the biggest impact on the 2015 BYU football season? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. <laughs> At Dave Farns. Didn't see this coming. Frank Wintrick. The strength and conditioning coach. It doesn't matter who starts the season. It matter who finishes healthier and stronger. Technically, Actually, you know they, can, they can answer that. They you can. win. You win. You that, win. That is you the winner win, right there. Dave Farns. I, I appreciate that, Mr. Dave. I appreciate that yeah. one. At B underscore far. Nick Kurtz. He will be able to keep teams from doubling the elite Mitch Matthews. Uh, wow. <laughs> oh my gosh, this eliteness. It's, it's man, we're just scraping the surface with that one for sure. Hey, somebody agreed with you. We'll read that tweet later on in the show. Coming up, David Nixon offers his opinion on who will be the most impactful newcomer for BYU football in 2015. Also, he's playing golf. This BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. And join us. Join the happy throng by using the hashtag BYUSN. Hey, Brian, I've told you like 17 times this week. BYU Football Media Day, June 24th. Mark it down, bro. It's already it's, there. It's already marked down. It I got starts, my whole schedule cleared out. I'm good, man. I'm ready for it. 11 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Mountain. State of the program, Bronco Mendenhall, Tom Holmo. Then 12 to 2 Eastern, two-hour BYU Sports Nation special discussing all things relevant to the 2015 season. And at 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain, four decades of dominance. I know. Many of you have heard it multiple times. We're not going to stop because it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Joining us now, one of our awesome elite fantastic guests and a member of the BYU broadcasting team, David Nixon, former BYU and NFL linebacker. David, taking some time out of your very busy schedule that has recently included a trip to Hawaii and several rounds of golf. Thank you for gracing us with your presence today. Hey, anytime, anything for BYU Sports Nation. (laughs) So I'm playing laser tag with Taysom Hill the other day for one of our upcoming commercials. And he's venting to me about your constant vacationing and extensive time on the links. What say ye about such commentary? Hey, if eBay has a plus schedule, it's Mr. Taysom Hill. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that kid goes and works out in the morning. He's only taking one class this spring, and then he goes and plays golf. I mean, give me a break. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I think you got him on that one. But, I mean, the trips to Hawaii and – you know, trip to Las Vegas just to play a round of golf. Come on, man. That's a pretty I mean, nice lifestyle. I mean, the Hawaii vacations with family, so really that's business. Um, <laughs> you know, so in reality, it's not really your true R&R. But it, it, it was good to get away, refresh, get ready. I mean, I was, I was, I was getting ready for the 100 days until BYU <laughs> kicks it off. Okay. And uh, I just need to get myself, gather my thoughts, and I'm ready to go. David's got his lunch pal right now. He's putting on the hard hat for BYU Sports Nation, and we're getting down to business with uh, a little twist on today's Twitter question. Fall camp begins, David. Which newcomer are you most excited to watch this year? Man, that's a a great question, right? I I think BYU with the recruiting class they had this year was solid. Um, But the guy I'm looking for, I've heard great reviews so far, um, is actually return missionary, and that's Micah Hanneman. Ah. Mm. And, uh, you know, BYU, he played a little bit before his mission. Uh, you know, didn't, didn't get a ton of PT, but 
obviously knows the knows the defense, knows uh, you know Bronco what he's trying to achieve. Um, but from what I've heard from uh, players around right now, they're saying he's going to be a beast, and they're saying he's going to be one of the next best defensive player DBs. I mean, I think he's one of those guys you can shift around from corner to safety uh, to cat and just kind of rotate him through. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm pulling my finger towards Mike Hanneman, and of course he's got the breed, right? He got he got the he got the family genes running through there, um, and uh, I think all arrows are pointing his direction. David, do you think he's going to make the biggest impact as well? I know you said you're most excited to see him, but uh, when, when we when we look at the the end of the 2015 season, you, will we be able to say that Micah Hanneman was a true difference maker? I, I honestly think so. I think he will be the biggest. I mean, I'm excited to see him. Don't get me wrong, but I think he will be the biggest difference maker because. Typically in the defense, it all starts up front with the uh, the front seven. As we saw last year with BYU's defense, I think it really starts all with the secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and even though BYU's front seven was trying to get the opposing quarterbacks, those DBs were fighting on double or fighting on double moves and uh, just didn't have their mechanics down. And sure enough, long bombs were going. You know, we saw Utah State, for example, just send one or two guys out on routes and max protect. Yep. Um, so it doesn't matter what type of rush you have or what type of front seven you have. You've got to have DBs on the back end that are playing sound defense, and that wasn't the case. And, and for what I hear, uh, Hanneman's discipline. Um, he's got the mechanics, and I think he's going to be a good addition. I mean, yeah, when you look at that, the, the, the actual rundown right now, the DBs, you're, you're pretty confident with what you've got. I mean, you, you've got uh, Michael Davis, Jordan Frader, uh, Shelton. Um, and you've got some good guys, Kai Nakua, that are coming back. But as we know, when you're playing uh, Missouri with, with Mock, when you're playing Cincinnati, uh, with Gutter Keel. I mean, you, you've got to have a strong secondary. I, I, I bet you Michigan comes out throwing the rock. Um, and especially all teams are going to try to expose the secondary after what they saw last year. So having one more piece and Hanneman back there uh, is only going to make them that much stronger. And as we know, you've got to rotate those DBs. And, and fingers crossed, hopefully the injury bug doesn't come back to bias like it did last year. Uh, but you've got to develop that depth. And that's why I think Hanneman will be the biggest addition. We're discussing impact newcomers for BYU football in 2015 with David Nixon, BYU football analyst on BYU TV and former NFL linebacker. David, Brian and I made our picks for who we feel will be the most impactful newcomer. Uh, Mikey Hanneman came up, and we had a lengthy discussion about him. But Brian said it's going to be the safety Eric Takanaka, the transfer from Snow College. And I went kind of a little bit off the radar with BYU's punter, Johnny Linehan. And I did that because of what the BYU punter has done the last two go-arounds with uh, an All-American in Riley Stevenson and then uh, Scott Arlano last year. So of those two players, Eric Takanaka or Johnny Linehan, who do you feel will be the most impactful? Yeah, I think you got to stick in the secondary. I love punters. Don't get me wrong. Actually, I don't. (laughs) But... Um, I, I, I like Brian's pick. You know, Takanaka, you, you've got to have depth, and, and that's especially with, with things up in the air with, with uh, the starting position, who's going to fit where and what pieces are going to fall into place. Um, I think anybody at this point that can go in there and add some depth to the secondary and, and really push guys. I mean, the, the great thing, and Brian can attest to this, when you get to fall camp, positions are wide open, mm-hmm. and there's a competition battle. Man, it brings out the best in everybody, and, and I think um, you know the more people you can bring in, and not only more people, but the talent um, you can bring in, uh, only continues to drive that competition and it makes guys better, and it pushes guys. Simply, I mean, you're not resting, saying, "Hey, I'm the starter. I'm good to go. I've been here for three years." And a lot of these positions are up for battle, and so uh, I think you'll see that uh, help push those guys along. 
David, I, I want to talk to you about uh, BYU's new age of recruiting. Um, you know, you had guys like Paul Wasike in the past, uh, guys like Ziggy that have had no experience playing. Uh, recently, you have uh, Mo Lange, and then you have Manasi. I'm not even going to try. Tuunga Fasi. Okay, thank you, Spencer. Appreciate that. Um, wh- give me your thoughts on that, and, and do you think that um, BYU is moving in a, a good direction with bringing guys that are, aren't experienced? You know, it's, it's a tough one. I think this will continue to play out, but obviously it worked great with Paul Osika. I mean, he was one of our big bruiser backs that nobody could bring him down. Um, and obviously with Ziggy, it worked out. So the track record so far has been great. I mean, the question is, can you sustain it? Um, I I like the approach. I mean, shoot, you look at Mo Lange. I mean, how could you not like that approach? The guy's a monster. Um, but, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. With a lot of, As we know, football takes time to develop, and those skills, there's, you've got to have that knack. And I know, I know throughout the recruiting process, um, coaches look for that in players. Do they have that sense of football awareness? Um, do they have the sense of where the football is going to be or, or if you're on the offensive end, uh, how to make blocks? I mean, there's a lot of technical things that go into play. And when you're going after players that never played the game, it takes time for them to develop. As we saw with Ziggy, Ziggy was not a star until his senior year. Um, and, and so a lot of these guys, yeah, you've got to kind of uh, you know, pull them along and, and help nurse them along. Uh, but – the risk reward is there. I think you take this risk on these guys. If you could have them turn out like a Paul CK or Ziggy Ansaw, I think it's worth it. Um, and, you know, these guys got the body types. I think that's the one thing you can't teach is body type. And you look at Mo Lady, man, that's, that guy's incredible. The pictures that keep surfacing from him is, uh, is, is pretty awesome. Um, but, uh, you know, time will tell. But I, I do. I like the approach. Um, it's worth, I think it's worth taking a risk on, on one of these guys, and, and hopefully it pays off. David Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation. David, it would be a huge fail on my part if I did not ask the elite question. Oh, man. We have been drawing sides for months now about Mitch Matthews specifically, the BYU senior wide receiver. Jerem Jordan has said he feels that Mitch can become elite, but he's not there yet. I am of the opinion that if the season started today, Mitch has done enough in the offseason and has proven himself through the years that he is starting today, if the season starts today, he would begin an elite campaign. What's the ceiling for Mitch? Where do you have him in terms of the definition of an elite college football receiver? Give it to him easy, Dave. Give it to him easy. Let him down easy. Listen, listen. I, I think Mitch is a fantastic receiver. Um, I, I think he has the potential uh, to get there. Now, the problem with Mitch is he hasn't had a consistent quarterback um, you know, back there in the pocket throwing balls to him. I know he's, you know, he had, he had the kind of the, uh, he had Taysom back there that he had the nice little groove going Taysom, and then he gets hurt and Christian comes in. And so he hasn't had that consistency. But that being said, he still produces. I, I go back to the Utah State game where the, the guy didn't drop a ball uh, and he was never on the field. And so he's proven that he has the ability. I'm excited to see how he, he goes. To, to be elite, you got to perform against the best competition in the country. And that's what BYU has. Well, that's going to happen. They, they have it this year going with their schedule. And so I think after the month of September, the debate on whether he's a lead or not uh, will be be resolved uh, on, on how he performs. But I'm, I'm on team Mitch Matthews' boat because I, I think he's a great receiver. He's got the body. He's got the reach. Um, he's got the athletic ability. We've seen videos surface of him dunking and doing all sorts of stuff. Um, so it, it's all there. But uh, I, I want to see how he does against Nebraska, UCLA, and, and those likes. 
um, to, to start saying he's truly elite. Uh, a true politician, David Nixon. <laughs> well, that's a he fair said, answer. He and just I, said it to you in a nice way. That's all. What do he you just, mean? He, he just said he, no in a nice way. He agreed with both of us in a way, Brian. He just said no in a nice way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You got to listen. Hey, you gotta David, really listen. great stuff, man. Enjoy the links today. Hit them long and straight and uh, report back soon, won't you? Yeah, I'll hit them long straight. That's a whole different issue. But, yeah, we'll do. <laughs> Thanks, David. Okay. Which newcomer will have the biggest impact on the 2015 BYU football season? That is our Twitter question today. At Tana Chris agrees with Brian Logan, Eric Takanaka. Guy is killing it in the offseason and could start at safety or cornerback. He's going to start at safety. Yeah. I'd be shocked he if play, he does He could play anything. He could play nickel, too. He has a body, body size to do that. He, he could joined, do anything. He joins kind of cool back there. That's nice. It's a pretty That's good nice. duo. Yeah. Coming up, elite or not? Oh, it's going to get crazy. <laughs> Welcome back, sports friends. It's a Friday. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio. Moving pictures on BYU TV. Download the show podcast commercial free on iTunes or stream it on BYUSportsNation.com. Brian, you need to put the blue goggles on. Okay. Please do so. Put them on. Listen, you need some of these after yesterday. When uh, I need some, yeah, you need you need some of these, bro. I have blue goggles, man. I'm good. I got I got I got mine. Why do I need Why do I need some? Because the whole you, for for a second, I saw just a glimmer of questioning what Taysom Hill can do with this team in 2015. Just for a second. Oh, and no, someone man. tweeted in and said, "Get Brian a pair of blue goggles like he needs the Snickers." Bro, bro I, that was an amazing tweet, by the way, but. <laughs> I just want to say to the bros out there and to the fans and the ladies, um, what's the what would you call a bro for a lady? A bro for a lady? Yeah, like like you know you say bro, but lady like what would you, okay, bros and ladies. Yeah. Um, I I no way shape or form do not have any con- least uh, or less confidence in Taysom and Jamal because of their injuries. I was simply stating the fact that uh, the season or the schedule looks a little bit harder to me. Uh, more September uh, because they're coming off injury. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I'm not saying that they're not going to win those games. I honestly, personally, uh, I mean, this may be blue goggle all the way. I think that they can go three and one. Uh, when you look at put them back on. When you <laughs> all right, all right, my <laughs> back in your your good graces. Put, put them when back you on. look at when you look at Nebraska and <laughs> and their coaching issues and what's going on there. Uh, same thing with with. Uh, our coaching changes. Same thing with Michigan. Michigan reminds me of Texas last year with with uh, Charlie Strong coming in, kicked guys off, had issues. Nobody's buying in. Some some players have transferred from Michigan so far. I mean, okay. it's 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 hard. You know, it's hard for these for for players. And then you got you know Boise, and I mean, you know, okay, I, three and one is what my hopes are. Hey, if you want to see three and one, order your blue goggles right now from the <laughs> BYU store. Search blue goggles on the BYU store website. Also, the blue goggle T-shirts. Mike Littlewood got one earlier this week and said, you know, I actually might wear this. I'm really picky with T-shirts, and I like this. So, yeah. Good if style. Mike Littlewood's wearing it, yeah. you know you want to wear it. Okay. it's. Uh, I know Jerem Jordan is going to enjoy this next segment. He's listening from downtown New York. Just tweeted a picture at us. But first, refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. You ready to go fast, Gohar, Brian? Let's do it. 
Congrats, Jason Witt, Spencer Gardner of BYU Track and Field. They're on the NCAA championship round in the 10,000 meters. Tyler Hawes worked out with the Phoenix Suns yesterday. He broke the Suns draft workout three-minute run record by completing 28 three-court lengths. Previous was 28 and one-fourth. Nice job, Ty. How about some professional golf? Two former Cougars. Playing in the PGA's AT&T, Byron Nelson. Second round today, Zach Blair is one under par tied for 33rd. Mike Weir, one over. He tees off 12-30. Projected cut is even par. Uh, how about the minor, minor leagues of baseball? Adam Miller uh, picked up a save for the double-A Mobile Bay Bears, uh, beating former teammate Jacob Hanneman and the Tennessee Smokies. Okay, Brian, are you ready? I'm ready. It is time Let's for Elite it. or Not. Is it Elite or not on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> oh this my is gosh. my new favorite this thing. This is so oh, great. we haven't even done it yet. It's already my favorite. This is great. Here's how it works. We pick a topic or topics. Today it's just one, and it's the topic for the elite or not discussion. It is Mitch Matthews, the receiver, coming back for his senior campaign. Jerem Jordan and I have drawn very, very distinct sides on this conversation. In fact, we brought many guests into this. Taysom Hill and Fred Warner are with me. Now, Mitch Matthews they did say that, with you. that he is not elite, but of course he's going to say that because he's going to take the humble route. Yep. He's going he's to try and lay low. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Linehan is with Jerem saying that Mitch is not yet elite. Yet, so he's being okay. nice. So Brian Logan, where are you? Mitch Matthews, the Mitch match. Is he elite? Or not? I'm going to have to uh, say a negative on that. Brian! That's, that's a no-go for Brian! me. That's a no-go for me, man. He's, he's not elite. What is not elite about not, Mitch Matthews? Not, uh, first of all, we have to define what elite is. And, okay. And to me, uh, there's a few factors that make a player elite. First of all, you got to look at the numbers and his production, produ- productivity. I don't think anybody is discounting that for Mitch. Uh, but I think the second and the biggest factor that you have to look at is uh, can this guy win you a, a football game single-handedly? We've experienced that with Kyle Van Noy single-handedly winning football games, um, even from a defensive on the defensive side, which makes him that much more great slash elite. Uh, I don't think that Mitch at this point can single-handedly win a football game. Brian. I don't. I don't. I just don't. I don't. I don't see that. I don't see that happening. I don't see the dude set a record for most catches in a game last year. I don't see Mitch. I don't see Mitch uh, being able to be. Uh, I, I don't see Mitch one hundred percent great, effective at every single route as a receiver. And 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 so meaning, can he not mean, get better from where he was last year? Yeah, he can get better. Anybody can get better. I can get better at my job, you know, at, at doing this to okay. eventually one day take okay. over your job. Oh sit right goodness. there. That's it. Anybody can get. Anybody be, can become uh, from good to great. I mean, that's easy. But we're not talking about that. We're, t- we're talking about right now. If the season started today, at, at the, we're talking about right now at this very moment from what he's previously done and accomplished. Is he elite? And you can't. You can't say that. You can't yes, say I he's can. elite. I'm saying it right now. He's elite right now. Okay, so right now, if you are a GM on an NFL team, do you draft Mitch Matthews? Yes. He's a freak athlete. He's 6'6", and he has like a 40-inch vertical. So out of all the other receivers anything, out there. Even if you don't like him as a wide receiver, put more weight on him and let him be a tight end. You, out of all the other receivers out there, you would draft him. Would you draft him first round? Oh, my goodness. Would you draft Mitch Matthews? No, Ma- I wouldn't draft Mitch Matthews. Then, that, in then, the, then that's not elite then. You're saying that. 
an elite receiver has to be drafted in the first round? That's no, silly. I don't, I'm That's not saying silly. he has to be That's drafted silly. in the first round. But coming out of college, the majority, I would probably say 90% of elite receivers are going to be drafted in the first round. Why? Because to be elite, you're, I, I, would, I would consider somebody to be top five. If you're if you're if you're drafted as a receiver, if you're top, in top five in your position, I would consider you elite. Okay, let me give you some numbers, I don't Brian. Think, let I me don't give you think some numbers. Mitch right now would not get drafted top five. Let me give you some numbers. How many Division One receivers are there in the game? Do you know? Do you have a any lot. idea? A lot. Twelve hundred. Okay. Twelve hundred. Okay. And that's a rough. That's probably a low estimate. Okay. Okay. Do you know where Mitch finished nope. in the three major receiving categories last Mm-mm. year? Mm-mm. As a junior. In his, what you called a good season, Junior, and I'm calling okay, a that's very good season. Junior is irrelevant. Keep going. Okay. Top 50 in all three of the major categories mm. out of 1,200 receivers. Mm. 73 okay. catches was 34th. That is the top 2.8%. Mm, okay. Okay. 922 yards. That's 50th. Okay. Nine touchdowns. 26th. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're talking about the jump that he's going to make from those numbers. What is your point, though? From those numbers, the jump he can make from those numbers to his senior year. Did you, you hear what I said, though? I, I, I said you, there's a few things that are involved. Yes, you take into consideration uh, the production and those numbers, but at the end of the day, numbers can, can be deceiving. On, what's the knock numbers, on Mitch? I'm just saying. What's the knock listen on to me, Mitch? Listen to me. Numbers can be deceiving. I could sit here and throw the ball 1,000 times to receive. Okay. He can have 100 catches okay, but I'm and all you, these great things, but that doesn't make him elite. I'm asking you, what's the knock on him? What makes him not elite? I, the fact, the fact I don't think that Mitch can single-handedly take over a game and win it at any moment. And I disagree. Any moment. A guy that if can I'm pull a defensive, in 16 catches and 182 a, yards and two touchdowns in a game can, do, can take over he a game. Win, but did he win the game? Let's blame it on the defense, and you would too. Yeah, 100% would. you would blame that game on the defense. It was against Nevada. Okay, I would definitely blame anything on the defense. Anytime a team loses, <laughs> I'm blaming the defense, first and foremost. But that's, that's a whole other conversation there. Okay. I'm saying, if it, it can, can you single-handedly... Regardless of any other factors, I don't care how bad my defense is. I don't care how bad my quarterback is, how bad my offensive line is. It, it, can I overcome those issues and win the game what single-handedly? What elite receiver can take over a game without a quarterback? Come on. He's got to have a quarterback. A lot of receivers can do that. <sighs> Ryan. If, you, if you throw the ball within an area of a good receiver, he's going to catch the ball. Okay, well, Mitch... Has, okay, my point. You don't need has, a quarterback. Has Mitch has Mitch had a consistent quarterback? David Nixon talked about that. Riley, okay, Riley. He had Riley, Riley Nelson, Taysom Riley Hill, didn't, Riley and Christian didn't have Stewart. the best arm. He he didn't have the strongest arm. He wasn't the most accurate uh, uh, quarterback. But his receivers still he threw a lot of ducks. His receivers still made made catches. What was the number one knock on Taysom Hill in 2013? He he was inconsistent throwing the ball. Okay, okay, that was Mitch's quarterback. Mitch still made plays as a sophomore. He went through two quarterbacks last year and made a number of plays, set a BYU record. But we, we could talk about this a little bit, like what we said this morning. I, I think an elite receiver, as a cornerback, let me break this down. Okay. A, 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 okay. A, as a okay. cornerback, if, I, if I'm guarding somebody and, and it's an elite receiver, I am nervous 
1,000% nervous of everything that this, this, this receiver can do. So you're saying you're not nervous I can't scoot, Mitch. I can't scoot. If I scoot up, I'm scared that you're going to beat me deep. If I scoot back, I scared, I'm scared that you can catch a ball short and, 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 and make a juke move, whatever, and take it to the house. I am nervous. Any single route that you run, I know that I have to be on okay. my A game. I get that. But so with, you're saying you're not nervous against Mitch. I'm not. If I were to line up right now with, against Mitch, I would not be nervous guarding the entire route tree. Good. Further. Let from people short think ra- that. From short routes to intermediate routes to long routes. Let people I, think it. I can sit here and think as a cornerback. So, look. So as a cornerback, I can sit here and say, okay, I know this, these are my strengths against Mitch. I'm faster than him. I'm a little bit more physical than him. So, you know what? Let me go ahead and scoot up a little bit because I know if I, if, if I, if I miss on the line of scrimmage or whatever the case is, if he gets behind me, I can catch up to him. You know what I'm saying? If, I go, if I'm going against a guy like Calvin Johnson, who is a little bit that, – that's maybe it's hard to compare apples to apples. <laughs> a stretch. Calvin, yeah, because Calvin Johnson, 6'5", runs a 4'4", you know, 220 pounds. Best receiver in the NFL. He, he can beat me any which way in any yes. which way. And what I'm saying that's is – That's elite. Mitch when you is going beat, to catch cornerbacks can't like beat, you. Mitch can't beat me any which way in every way. So, uh, elite receiver can Woo! beat me each, each, each okay. way each way in every way. Okay. That's the difference, my friend, Let between an elite it. receiver Mitch, and a good receiver. Down. Bro, take it down as locker room material. Take it down because I hope cornerbacks are thinking like that when they Amari, line up against Amari Mitch Cooper. Matthews. Drafted for top ten, 124 receptions, 16 touchdowns. Yeah, you know what he did his junior year? You know what, what he did his junior year? What was that? He made a huge leap, which is what I'm saying. Mitch will make a huge leap junior to senior year. Bro, let's say that about the whole entire team then. Let's say about the whole entire no. team. That is a boo-boo argument. What do you mean it's a boo-boo that argument? That is a boo-boo argument to say You're spinning what your he's wheels, going man. to do. You're what spinning he's your going wheels. To do. We're talking about what he's done. Okay. What he's done. What he hasn't. And what he, he's done. He did more his the, junior year than Amari Cooper. What he's done, he's, he not, did, elite. he's not elite for what he's he done. Did his, he I did more his junior about year than entire, I can say that about the entire college <laughs> football uh, players. All those, all these players are going to make the biggest jump, and they're all going to be elites. Hey, we're going to see. Everybody's we're getting gonna drafted. See gonna Everything see. is awesome. We're going to see on September 5th just how elite Mitch is. To the Cornhuskers. 99 days. 99 days away. BYU Nebraska at Lincoln Memorial Stadium. I can't wait for the BYU football players to take you to town uh, on this. You know, the biggest. To take you to town Dave, on this. David Nixon said the biggest thing, which is. I want to see what he does against top tier talent. We will see. We will see. We will see. I'm rooting for Mitch. I love Mitch. I hope he's successful. I hope he becomes elite. I hope that people think about him, cornerbacks think about him the way you just described it. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a fired up Brian Love. You thought you needed to cool your guns yesterday? Dude, you need a freaking fire hose, okay? <laughs> right, right now. Oh, my goodness. BYU Football Media Day, June 24th. All-day football awesomeness. Mark it down. It is a Wednesday of football. We're going to try something new. Last night was the Scripps National Spelling Bee. They had co-winners. They ran out of words. That's, that's the point we're getting to in our society mm. with the intelligence is they're running out of words. Okay, you know, we're just going to call it two winners. Great. Second year in a row, that's happened. Okay, well, we thought, how could we make this BYU Sports Nation-centric? How about some of the greatest names, last names probably specifically? Maybe there's some first ones in there. I don't know. I haven't seen the list. We're going to see how well Brian and I can spell BYU names. This is the BYU Sports Nation Spelling Bee. Oh, intense music. Let's go with number one. Who's first? You want me to go first, Brian? Um, sure, Actually, yeah. let's, 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 let's let our producer decide. Who goes first? Spencer. Okay. 
spell Knooch. Knooch! As in Toonie Knooch. K A N U C H. Knooch. Yeah! Nice. Brian, your first word is Fred Warner. <laughs> uh, Fred Warner. Uh, can you um, use it in a sentence, please? Fred Warner will dominate at linebacker this year. Okay, okay, I got it. W A R N E R. What about Fred? Okay, okay. Very good. What else you got for me? Bring it on. Spencer. Okay. Your name, both names, please. Ooh. And your name, Monteverde. Ooh, man. Uh, A-N-G-I-N-A-E-M-O-N-T-E-V-E-R-D-E. Bring it. Wow. Okay. I'm ready. Brian, your turn. Your word or your name is Eric Takanaka. Uh, Eric Takanaka. Uh, he has it on his screen. Where can you tell me where the roots word comes from? <laughs> he's, he's got it on the screen. I, I believe Eric is a Viking name. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, e R I C space T A K E N A K A. Spencer. Okay. Your next word is Va Niamatololo. Va'a Niamatololo. Va'a. V-A apostrophe A. Niamatololo is N-I-U-M-A-T-O-L-O. Oh! Okay. Here goes for the championship. For the championship, Brian, your word, both names, Jeterius Gully. Ooh. This is embarrassing Jeterius, if you don't win this. Jeterius Gully. You know this, right? I don't know this. Um. Uh, can I call a friend? <laughs> Wrong program. Can I? Um, can I get a uh, chat? Can I get a chat for the first name? Do you give up? I'll spell it for you <laughs> right now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call a friend. Go ahead. Okay, uh, Spencer. Okay, J A T E R R I U S G U L L E Y. <laughs> Champion. Okay, I want to. How do you spell Niamatololo? N I U M A T A L O L O? That's the right way. Yes. Oh, I forgot. I so left out a letter, man. huh? Hey, I... bo- bonus word for Spencer. Okay. Spell <laughs> elite. M A T H E W S. Elite. Wow. Yeah. Here we go. Here I we li- go. Yeah, I like that. You lost like three points. From what do you one. mean I lost like three points? This dominated the BYU Sports Nation spelling bee. That's pretty good, man. I'm pretty impressed. That was fun, actually. That was was really funny. I got the crown. That's the first one, right? We should get a trophy. Yeah, is there a a trophy? Do I get any? You just got to get one made. Spelling bee. I got the first win. I thought Ben's performance was elite. He's got the voice, man. This is BYU Sports Nation. We're coming back with the Cougar Whip Around. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. It's Friday. Brian, you want to do the honors? Uh, yes, it's time for the Elite Whip. It's time Ooh. for the Cougar Whip Around. Nice. Track and field. BYU athletes in action at the West Regionals in Austin, Texas. Seniors Jason Witt and Spencer Gardner both qualify for the NCAA Championships. 
and the 10,000 meter by both finishing in the top 12. No way, Jose. Several other Cougars are advancing their events. Uh, the meet continues today and tomorrow. Men's basketball. Tyler Haas worked out with the Phoenix Suns yesterday. He eclipsed the Suns draft workout nice. three-minute run record in the Valley of the Sun by completing 28 and three-quarters court lengths in that time. Previous was 28 and one-quarter. I attribute that to BYU's offense. Cougars in the PGA. How about some uh, elite professional golf? Uh, two former Cougs playing in the AT&T, Byron Nelson, second round today. Zach Blair is just underway uh, in paired hole one, is uh, one under for the tourney. Mike Weir uh, went over, tees off at 12.30, projected cuts it's even I see Baseball. I see your snark, and I will raise you some elite snark in the minor leagues of baseball. Adam Miller picked up a save for his team, the AA Mobile Bay Bears, Bears. meeting and beating former teammate Jacob Hanneman and the Tennessee Smokies. That brings us to one of my favorite parts of the week. Sounds of the week. I mean, there is 6'7", 325, fast, Bounds like a deer if you've ever get a chance to see him run. And he's a little bit nasty. You guys probably know better than me. I mean, you guys, you tell me what you think. So. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, he played church ball. I, mean, I always felt like the program deserved the best I could possibly give. And it deserved my time. It deserved my best energy. It deserved my best efforts. Um, and so that's what I tried to bring. And when you do that, something else is going to give. My wife came in Wednesday to the West Coast Conference Tournament. She looked, she was just... Just randomly, she said, I think you got to have a little bit more gray hair on the side. <laughs> like, thanks, you should have been here the last week. You would have known why. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. I've said that like four or five times. That's going to come up. Let's go. You're established. You're doing you're great there. Why BYU? My answer was, because it's BYU. There was one program out there that could tear me away from Oklahoma. It was here. There's a whole heap of work that needs to be done before, um, before I even get on the plane to Nebraska. But um, I'm willing to do uh, all I can. I love BYU Sports Nation. And we love BYU Sports Nation. Hey, today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who should get today's Rise and Shout, Brian? Uh... Elite Mitch Matthews, of course. Oh, Mitch Matthews? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. We give it to Mitch Matthews to Mitch. for putting up with all of this. That's what it is. <laughs> it's hey, continued you know, on for I months love, now. Mitch Mitch really helped me out when, in, in 2009 uh, when he was on the on the scout team. I, I always would. Him no and wonder Co- you're not him worried and, about lining up him, against Mitch. Him and Cody, all the time, I'd be like, bro, bros, if you guys continue to work as hard as you guys do, you guys will be in a great position to be successful and really good at your jobs. Uh, I would go and play some of the receivers, and they would be horrible. Boo Boo Johnson, and I would come back and say, "Thank you guys for for preparing me." Here we go at D Young, nineteen ninety three. Mitch Matthews had almost a thousand yards as really the second guy behind Leslie. That is elite. Mm, not really. There are some other guys agreeing with you, but I won't read those. <laughs> of course you won't. <laughs> Thanks to our guest David Nixon and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Our show is always on demand. For Brian, I am Spencer. Shout out to all defensive backs ever.